Hello, hello, and welcome to the Holistic Fitness Podcast, where you'll learn how to get your goals without burning out. I'm your host, Laurie, and this show isn't just about movement and nutrition. You probably already know that exercise and nutrition is important for your mental and physical health and well-being. It's also about stress management, mindset, shedding those limiting beliefs, and working through some of that childhood trauma. Today, I'm joined by Ashley Abramson. Ashley is an inner child expert, self-love mentor, and social worker gone rogue. She works with women who can't stand the thought of another talk therapy session. She creates space for their egos to feel safe and get to the root cause of why they feel stuck in life. Her method, the unicorn effect, works to peel back the layers of societal conditioning, programming, and trauma so that they can experience a whole new level of self-love. And no, she doesn't mean wine Wednesdays and bubble baths. She teaches her clients how to connect with themselves in the purest form where true, authentic self-love is born to figure out who you really are. We speak about how personality and self-discovery tools can act as a crutch or a distraction from our true selves, the importance of inner child healing, forgiveness, and real authentic self-love for our past, and what self-care truly means. If you want to live life more authentically and tap into the more spiritual side of yourself, you'll definitely enjoy this conversation. How are you going this evening, Ashley? Great. I'm super excited to be here. Thank you for having me on. I'm stoked to have you on as well because I think a lot of people hear the intro and we talk about, you know, everyone knows that they should be eating well most of the time and moving often, but it's really like the inner work and childhood trauma and all that sort of stuff that people don't consider is actually like blocking them and holding them back and taking so much energy. So I'm really stoked to have you who does a lot of this work um, in your coaching practice. Yeah, me too. And it's so true. Like you said that it's like we change all these external things. But in fact, if you don't heal the internal, the external can't withstand the test of time because really it's just a projection of your internal. So I'm super excited to be here and help your guests with that. Yay. I can already tell that this is going to be an awesome conversation. I always love to start off with like, what's the backstory? I feel like, and I know this for myself, when you get into some sort of healing modality, whether it be fitness, yoga, inner child work, coaching, there's some sort of story. So let me know the context that I would need to know to know why you help people in the way you do today. Oh, geez. So it's a little long, but I think most of it needs to be told. So when I was young, I was a very loud, vibrant child. And the adults around me, you know, on all of my report cards always said, talks too much. So I was constantly being told to not be who I was. And my father, um, my mom and father weren't married. So I saw him, you know, every now and then, but I resonated with him so much. He had this zest and love for life and just this childlike, everything was brand new and beautiful. And so I really resonated with him. But as I grew up, the adults around me, I became more privy to those conversations. And I would hear them say that he's mentally ill, that he's childlike, he's irresponsible. And I was getting the message that I shouldn't be the way I was. And then I was hearing that my father, you know, who's fully living in his authenticity is mentally ill and all these things. So I continued to lock that little girl up and I really became a chameleon throughout my middle school and high school years. I would, I would 
hop from friend group to friend group. And not because everybody liked me, but because I didn't know where the F I fit in. Right. Mm. One day I was a jock. The next day I was, you know, the goth. The next day I was just back and forth and all over and just couldn't find my place because I didn't, Mm. I wasn't being me. Um, And then fast forward, I'm 17. I attempt to take my own life, was almost successful, which that only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. But the doctor said that they can't explain by medicine. I'm a miracle. I lived. And at that time, I didn't feel worthy of living here anymore. Um, So I knew the only reason why I had lived was to dedicate myself to ensure other people's happiness, right? So it's not like where I am today, but I felt that I needed to sacrifice myself um, in order for, for whoever it was that I needed to, to care for. And six months after my attempt, my father was successful in taking his own life. And it really sealed the deal. It was like, you can never go back to that vibrant little girl, Ashley. Like this is, this is who we are. I became very angry and just, just a a shell, a shell of a being very just lost. Um, And I constantly was attempting to figure out who I was through external things like Myers-Briggs, which is like a human design, right? It tells you who you are based on X, Y, and Z, like astrology. And I just was consuming information at a mass amount Um, I had also been diagnosed with bipolar. I was told by my therapist that I would never graduate from college. I would never have a career just because my mental health was so significant. They actually deem me um, disabled through Social Security disability, which is a pretty high order to get. And mind Mm. you, I'm like 18 years old and they've already predicted the entire future of my life. And I met who's now my ex-husband and his son who had a a rougher start to life. And I was like, this is why I lived. I Mm. need to make sure that this little boy never suffers again in his life. So, you know, we built a relationship. We got married. I continued to attempt to find my answers. Um, I did some healing at a deeper level and essentially got out of my diagnosis of bipolar, got off of all medications within a decade, was really doing pretty good. I obtained a four-year degree, was working one of the highest burnout jobs there is, which is child protection. And then at age 32, I thought it was the happiest, healthiest, physically and emotionally and mentally I ever could be. Um, But I was doing a lot of just the external things, right? The surface Mm. level work, the surface level healing is all I had done. And boom, at 32, I was getting a divorce. Everything that I had created in my life that was happiness, it was all external. It was my status. It was my career. It was my house. It was my car. It was all the things outside of me. And truly there was not happiness within because it was taken from me and I couldn't find happiness. So I self-destructed really, really quickly, was doing things I never thought uh, were never imaginable in my mind that I would do. And I got in trouble at work and had to do what was called reflective supervision. And essentially, this woman saw me for that child I was that I had locked up so many years ago. And she Mm. held a light for me when I, there, I could not see light at all. I couldn't even see a teeny little tiny light at the end of the tunnel. Suicide had been a regular part of my thought system. I believe if I would have 
had access to a firearm, I, I most likely wouldn't be here today. Um, and she just, she continued to provide me with love when I didn't have love for myself. And my journey just began. And because I had done so much personal development, reading of books and consuming podcasts, I hadn't done a lot of integrating. So it was like all mm. this knowledge I knew I began to integrate and working in child protection, I had been trained in childhood trauma and how that impacts you in your adulthood. And I realized like, oh crap, I hadn't done this with myself. I'm doing it with all my clients, but what about me? And um, that really started my journey. And then one day I remember prior to meeting her, I was trying to Google fix myself. I was doing these things. You know, I was essentially killing myself without killing myself. Um, I was really fulfilling that narrative of being unworthy. And I remember Googling like how, like trying to fix myself and everything I found just said I was doing everything wrong and it just created more shame and guilt. So when I really started to come out on the other end, I'm like, I never want another woman to feel the way I did. I want her mm. to have the opportunity to turn a life event, whether it's divorce, death, breakup, into the fertile ground it is for growth. And just, it's so freaking beautiful. So I started my own business. Um, and really quickly, it became, I, I had to choose one or the other, child protection or my own business. And I went all in and I just continue to what I call eat my own dog food. So essentially everything I talk about and coach about, I do myself. Like I don't expect anybody else to do something that I don't do myself currently or have done in the past or am continuing to do. So I just keep uncovering more and more layers and healing at a deeper level and having a deeper level of understanding and forgiveness for this illusion. So that's kind of the long short of how I got here. Um, but yeah. Firstly, thank you so much for sharing your story with us because that is such an intense story. And that's a lot for one person to go through, through in a decade, you know, or just a decade and a half. Um, yeah, I'm really sorry to hear about your dad and your own experiences. And then, you know, being on a quest to learn so much, but then failure to integrate. And then, you know, that ended in a, in a divorce and it sounds like some other things. So thank you so much for sharing that with us today. Yeah. Um, thank you for providing the space to do so. Yeah, no, I think these stories connect with people and there's so much we could chat about, but I think what a lot of people listening and like personally, what I feel is extremely relatable is searching for the external to learn lots of different mm. things. And, you know, you'd been through the closest I had to a dad committed suicide as well. And I felt oh, wow. very, very close to him. And I know that afterwards I was searching for like a meaning of life with lots of external things as well. And I see that a lot in other people. So how did you figure out that there was like a failure to integrate, you know, apart from that person that helped you find that in a child, like what are some ways that people listening could understand that, Hey, it's been a decade and you just, you, you're smarter, but you just, you haven't done it yet. <laughs> yeah. So 
I've decided that we've all become just like walking encyclopedias of personal development. At the rate people are consuming, it's astronomical. And I was one of them. Like I had like two Audible books going, five podcasts and like three books that I have half read all at Mm. the same time, right? Because we're told that, I I think they say the average millionaire or whatever reads 52 books a year. So we're all like, oh my gosh, if we just consume books, we'll get there. When in reality... I'm a firm believer that all of your answers are within. Yes, books can be great walking sticks and and remind you of things you already know, but you already have your answers within you. So uh, I was was talking to a lady the other day and I would invite anyone listening to, if you regularly consume personal development, to take the next week off. Don't consume anything. So not even just personal development, but don't consume television, radio, just like be, right? Just be with yourself because truly your answers are within you. And if you are constantly bringing new information in, you're just putting more and more layers between you and your answers. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was constantly seeking my answers externally, but never feeling fulfilled. So Mm. I like to say, I just started a Patreon. I like to say it's for the person that's sick of sitting in the spiritual buffet line, because that's where I was. I was taking a bite of this and I was taking a bite of that. And I was taking a bite of that. And every time I like, I there's great nuggets, right? But I never felt whole. I never felt full. I never Mm. felt like this is, this is my truth. Right. Yes. And so that I think is where we've become or come to, and it's keeping us further from the truth than we were even before we started consuming personal development. Mm. So it's like, take that week and just really get aware. I'm a firm believer that awareness is key. You, first mm. of all, you can't do anything without awareness. And so if, if I mean, really, that's just the simple of it is like, you can't do anything without awareness. So if you want to begin your journey of, you know, making it to the next level, step one, become aware. And when I say become aware, I mean, become aware about as much as you can within your life. So I'm going to give you an example of somewhere in my life um, that it wasn't maybe that significant, but it shows you how you're operating from other people's stories that aren't even your own. So I was moving to Florida and I was going to buy a new car and I was looking and like all of my life, it's been silver cars growing up. Most of our, the primary color has been silver. Mm. And so I'm about to buy a brand new Rev4 and I'm looking at like, I think it's called like lunar gray or, you know, it's silver, right? We might as well just call it what it is, silver. Yeah. (laughs) And I I remember looking at all the different colors and I just really had this aversion to white. Like I just didn't even give it a time of day. And I get on the Mm. phone with my mom and I'm like, hey mom, I'm going to get a new car when I move to uh, Florida. And she's like, you better not get a white car. And a light bulb went off because I had already started doing this work of awareness. And I was like, do I not like white cars or did I learn from her to not like white cars? That's the belief. So you bet, right. So you bet your ass 
I bought a white car. I have a white RAV4 and I absolutely love it. But if I would not have been being intentionally unpacking why I do what I do and is this how I want to continue? Is this something I chose? I would have maybe got another gray car and never found out in my life that I like white cars. And again, that really doesn't matter in the scheme of things, but it is a very simple, small understanding that you're all operating by. Do you wear shoes in your house? Do you not wear shoes in your house? That's a huge thing that we do Mm. just based on that's how it's always been. Yes. Right. But when you don't have awareness, you, you don't have any control. You can't, you can't really come to any sort of conclusions about who you are or what your purpose is or or anything like that until you start to unpack those things. And, And let's say I heard my mom say that and realized it was her story. Well, I could have bought this car and then been like, okay, I do hate white cars. Like, not for me. But that was me t- choosing that, right? It wasn't me doing it based on stories that weren't even my own stories. Mm. So awareness. I would say awareness is key. And I would invite your listeners to take the next week off of consuming anything and just be. Absolutely. I love that. And I love that that's such a simple story as well. Do you mind me asking... How long ago did you buy your white car? Two years ago when I moved to Florida. And something you mentioned earlier was that you didn't feel worthy of living and that you felt like you had to sacrifice yourself. So it seems like you'd learned this. Like, So while that's a very micro scale example, throughout your 20s, you really had learned to put others' opinions and other people's feelings before yourself which mm-hmm. actually affected you in a major way. But that small example, people can take away to like identify like, am I overextending myself and actually listening to myself? Because it sounds like you learn to do that. Right. Well, and another like way we often don't realize that we aren't listening to ourselves is what I call is polling. So it's when you mm. want to make a decision in your life. Yes. Like for me, uh, when I... I bought these yellow shoes and I had wanted them for so long. They're bright yellow Reebok tennis shoes. And I lived in like small town. This is really when I knew that I was beginning to step into listening to me instead of everyone else. Mm. So I had done my usual polling and asked, and what polling is, is when you just ask everyone, Hey, I'm thinking about doing something. And then you hear what their response is. And it's so subconscious. You think you're just like telling people about your day or whatever. But in fact, you are attempting to pre-understand what their reaction is going to be. So then you make a decision based on that. FYI, mm. if you say start anything with, hey, I'm thinking of, know that right then and there, you are not relying on your own answers. You are seeking others. But so um, I pulled and everybody said they were hideous. So I didn't buy them. I didn't buy them. And like uh, six or seven months later, I woke up one morning. I was like, Ashley, you're doing all this work. You know, you're really living in your authenticity, but you never bought those yellow shoes. Like you are not authentic. I like called myself a, on my imposter myself. I called myself a poser. Like you're posing. Yeah. Like, girl, you're not doing this. And you bet your ass. I went and bought those yellow shoes. And that was like my first real 
full-blown moment of stepping into my full authenticity. I wore them with pride. I still wear them with pride today. I use them when I speak at places and really just, it's about stepping in, stepping into that higher version of yourself that is authentic and true to you and not to everyone around you. Um, Mm. But yeah, polling, polling is a huge red flag right there that first of all, you're not listening to your own answers. And second of all, you probably don't even know how anymore. Are you tired of constantly feeling burnt out while trying to achieve your goals? Do you find yourself struggling to maintain motivation and productivity over long periods of time? I'd like to introduce you to the Goal Getting Journal, the ultimate solution for those of you who want to surpass their goals without burning out. Our journal is designed to help you set achievable goals, track your progress, and maintain a healthy work-life balance. With our journal, you'll discover practical strategies for managing stress, staying motivated, and avoiding burnout, including time blocking, habit stacking, and so much more. You'll also learn how to prioritize your tasks and maximize your productivity so you can get more done in less time. The goal-getting journal is perfect for anyone who wants to achieve their goals without sacrificing their mental health and well-being. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a student, or just someone who wants to make any positive change in your life, the goal-getting journal can help you stay on track and avoid burnout. And for Holistic Fitness Podcast listeners, you can get 20% off your first journal using the code HF podcast. Go to goalgettingjournal.com and type HF podcast at checkout to get your discount. So what are you waiting for? Order the Goal Getting Journal today and start getting your goals without burning out. It's so funny you brought this up because somebody on Facebook, I don't go on Facebook often, but did a poll on Facebook publicly about a really major decision in their life. Like, And I was like, whoa, this is something for you to look into. Obviously, I didn't say anything and everyone's sharing their opinions. You should do this first. You should do that first. You should do this. And it muddles everything up. What I will say though, from my own personal experience of polling when I was younger compared to now, when I was going through the intuitive work and when I was going through the inner work, it was a helpful tool in helping me realize that I had the answer before I do the poll and I know what my answer is based on my inner reaction. So once you start observing and you focus on your inner reaction of the poll, it's like, oh, everyone else has said, like 10 people have said these yellow shoes are disgusting, but I still really want them. Right, so so you keep asking until you get (laughs) enough to like validate it. And it's interesting you bring that up about polling like on social media. So that's a direct representation of how fucked up we are as a society. Right. Because (laughs) it's showing that so many people jumped at the opportunity to give advice because in fact, when we want to, and it's probably pretty much a complete stranger, right? Like that you have no investment in it. It It's probably some, you know, influencer that has tens of millions of followers because they're actually using it as an engagement strategy. But but the reason why it works so well is because people don't want to focus on their own lives. So mm. what they will do is they will seek that out because it makes them feel better because they don't have time to focus on them because they're they're helping this person, right? Mm. So it's just a smoke and mirror. It's another external game, right? It's just like seeking your answers in human design or astrology and putting all your weight on that. It's the same exact thing. What is it? Same, same circus, different monkey or whatever. Same monkey, different circus, whatever it is. Yeah. 
that's what it is. It's just another version of that. Yeah. How do people identify when they're going down a rabbit hole of personal development? Because a lot of people have found answers and found their true selves through astrology, through yoga, through human design, through, through you know, one of those 16 personalities on Myers-Briggs. Like some people, that is their tool and they become a better person. So how do you identify when you're just like, searching externally versus you found something really helpful and can it, can integrate it. Yeah. So I guess, I mean, this would probably be unpopular belief to those people, but I would actually say they just found a better version of themselves within the illusion, right? They didn't really truly find themselves in something external because like your true truth that is outside of this illusion of the universe we call, um, your true self can't be found within something that's created in it. Right. So they, I mean, and that's fine. A lot of people just want to play the video game better where I'm at. And like where my Patreon is at is about people who want to fully be enlightened from the video game. Mm. But the piece of it is many people use it as a crutch, right? That's where it gets really dangerous. Like, Oh, I can't do this because my human design says this. They use it as an excuse uh, for either hurtful behaviors or super positive behaviors, but they just rely solely on that for validation, right? Mm. Um, but it could be used as what I call a walking stick. So some like if you're climbing a mountain, right, and you want to get to the top and you're going to get to the top come hell or high water, but as you're going, you find this stick you're going to use it because it's going to help you a little bit. But if you get up further and the stick breaks, are you going to stop walking? No, because it was just a walking stick. It just helped you out a little bit in the illusion. But what the problem I see and where I fell into with personal development and human design and astrology and, you know, I don't, the new age movement was for me and for many, it's become a crutch. Mm. It's become an all or nothing thing. And it's hard to see at first, right? Because personal development, all all those um, different external charts that tell you who you are, are, are in a positive light. But it's just another smoke and mirrors meant to keep you from your own answers. I really... When people are so about being individuals and not being told who they are, my question is, why are those the same people that are immediately going to human design and saying that's who they are? Because that was made by a man. One man claims he channeled it and claims he knows exactly who everyone in the world is. Mm. To me, that doesn't, that doesn't equate. But if you are okay with someone telling you who you are, then that's fine. That's what human design is, right? That is someone telling you who you are. Mm. But I I think the line that I get confused on is when you say that only you know who you are, but you use your human design as that. That That was literally created by a human. I can't remember his name, but I think he says he channeled it. But either whether he channeled it or not, it was created by a human. Mm. Yeah, those are some really interesting points. And, you know, it's certainly different from my view, but that's why I love to have lots of different people on the podcast. Uh, my view is definitely use whatever tools you need to help you be the best person you can and continue to iterate, continue to iterate, continue to try new things. So I think we're aligned in that regard of just like 
not using the one thing as a crutch or as an excuse, but continuing to move along the like walking to be sticks. The- yeah, yeah, exactly. I definitely agree with the walking sticks. Something that I love about your work, though, is that you do a lot of inner child work, um, forgiveness, and um, authentic self love. So personally, yeah. something that's helped. Um, unblock me a bit. And I resonated with your story so much in school. I was loud. I was out there and I got called a show off a lot. Like I was good at drama, good at speaking, all of that sort of stuff. And I certainly like bottled a lot up in trying to be the good girl and never felt like I fit in. And honestly, it took a long time for me to fully embrace, like it's okay to be on stage. Like we need some people who are on stage and it doesn't mean you have a lack of humility. And it took in a child work to do that. And like my four-year-old girl, like just doing all her stuff. So for those who might be listening that might be new to like getting to that authentic self, because I certainly like think that is game-changing, what you did when you're under seven, like that's what we should be focusing on. Um, can you just tell me a little bit more about that work and how you help people in that way to get to their authentic self? Yeah, so it's really about... <clears throat> becoming the parent today for that inner child, right? So Mm. we're all children and we all need to be cared for. And I like, I truly believe we're all just overgrown children that are unsupervised right now and have to take (laughs) care of our own needs. I love that. (laughs) So I, a lot of my work isn't focused on like going back and uncovering your childhood memories, like digging. Mm. It's more about like, what are we going through today, right? And if a childhood memory is tied to that, bringing that in as well. But I'm a firm believer that time is existing all at once. So if we heal something here in the moment today, it heals whatever that was in the past. So Mm. it's really forgiveness, right? And I believe we're dreaming. So when I talk about forgiveness, it's forgiveness at the level that we're dreaming. So like, say you dreamt last night that your dog got ran over by a car, right? And you wake up this morning, you feel kind of startled and say you dreamt it was your best friend who did it and you feel a little anger against them. And then you bring awareness and you're like, oh, that was just a dream. In that second, all the shame, the guilt, the anger was released because you realized it was just a dream. So when I talk about forgiveness, I'm talking about forgiveness at that level, realizing like this is just a dream. You and I having this conversation is a dream. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter in the in the weight in which we place on it. Mm. So and and you know they always say forgiveness is for you not the other person. Well, I mean you're the one carrying the weight, right? So what is the purpose? And in fact, if it's a dream, really what is the purpose? So it's really just about practicing forgiveness. And in turn, because time is happening at the same time, it heals the past and it even heals the future. And it's, yeah, it's simultaneously impacting one another. But it's really about parenting right now, right? Mm. So if you're making a decision and you feel kind of like, about this decision, be like, okay, is that what the advice I would give a child you know? right? Think of a child that you love, whether it's your own child, whether it's your friend's child. Is that the same advice I would give them? Well, if your answer is no, then why the heck are you doing that? Mm. Yeah, I love that. And I love the analogy with dreaming as well, because a lot of people can relate to that. I think even like, I've had dreams of like my partner cheating on me and I'm like irrationally mad at them when I wake up. (laughs) 
<laughs> and it's yeah. like, it's such a good, good analogy there. And I also like that approach because a lot of the inner child work, like people feel like they need to know what happened to them and like people can disassociate and then just not remember stuff. So it's like, it's really unfair to expect somebody to like, kind of like, oh, I do this because of this specific point in my childhood and really get into the weeds with it. Whereas you're saying like, parent yourself every single day with your daily actions. And that also ties back to being, which you mentioned earlier as well. Well, and I think it ties into the whole movement of coaching. I'll be honest Mm. with you. So there's this lady I'm recently, or I know, and I've been watching and I heard that she's like doing some deep trauma work from her childhood with a coach. And she literally looks like death right now. And I'm like, like, this is not helpful. But the problem is there's a lot of facilitators out there that first of all, aren't trauma trained. They, you know, they really don't have much of a place because they just believe it's about digging and uncovering stuff. When in reality, most stuff doesn't need to be uncovered, right? Most stuff let, what is it? Let things lie where the, what that statement. Where the chip's full. The chip's are full and yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So like, leave it be. Why would we want to take you back to a traumatic event if you've somehow already healed that enough? We just need to focus on how it's showing up in life today, because if it's not impacting today, why do we need to go back to you being sexually abused at six years old? Mm. Right. Why do we need to make you go back and relive that if today there is no inkling of it coming up today, right? Mm. So we're like opening wounds and then people aren't trained or don't know what to do with it. And in turn, like people are getting more traumatized than they were to begin with. Mm. Like really all that matters is the present moment. Like that's, we're constantly told that in personal development, but I think people miss it so much. They think it's more of just like a higher level consciousness, but really Mm. what it means is what it means. It's like all that literally matters is this moment right here, right now. So when I'm working with a client, if a memory comes into their mind, from childhood or we do some journaling around that and nothing comes out, we don't go digging. Yeah. But if something comes out when they do their journaling prompt and they think about, you know, when's last first time I thought about this, great. Then that means it was necessary. But if it doesn't, we're not going to go digging. Mm. Yeah. Why spend your energy unwisely? I like that. Um, You know, obviously, as you mentioned, if it comes up, we work through it, but you know, or work with it or however, yeah. however you mentioned. But if it doesn't, then um, we don't need to spend our, invest our energy unwisely. Um, well, and it's not even investing. I mean, yes, it's the investing energy, but like it can cause a lot of issues today, right? Like mm-hmm. it can mess up the life you have today. Hey, Holistic Fitness fam, a quick message from one of our sponsors, Ned. As you all know, I recommend good nutrition, movement, and stress management practices before supplementing so you know what type of supplementation that your body actually needs. For me, I supplement with very few products, but Ned is one of them. I'm a type A, high-energy, ambitious business girly with massive goals, and sometimes I honestly just need to chill out and relax a bit. 
I've found that both Ned's de-stress and sleep blends fit in with my busy lifestyle and ambitious goals, but I was honestly not a big fan of CBD products before trying Ned, mostly because of the culture surrounding weed. I just didn't want something that was going to alter my state of mind so that I became much less of a goal-getter or less ambitious. That was until I learned about full-spectrum hemp and their benefits. Ned blends a chock full of premium CBD and a full-spectrum hemp of active cannabinoids. Ned's full-spectrum hemp oil nourishes the body's endocannabinoid system to offer functional support for stress, sleep, inflammation, and balance. These products are science-backed, nature-based solutions that offer an alternative to prescription and over-the-counter drugs. All of Ned's full-spectrum hemp oil is extracted from USDA-certified organic hemp plants grown by an independent farmer named Jonathan in Colorado. I'm obviously a big fan, but don't take just my word for it. Ned CBD products have over 2,000 five-star reviews, and they work with incredible partners in the medical field like Dr. Caroline Leaf, Dr. Christian Gonzalez, and Dr. Will Cole. Ned is providing Holistic Fitness Podcast listeners a very special discount. If you'd like to give Ned a try, listeners get 15% off Ned products with the code Lori Lee, L-O-R-I-L-E-E. Thanks, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering a natural remedy to bring balance to so many people's well-being. Something that really intrigued me. So, you know, for context, Ashley and I had a little bit of back and forth before this. And something you mentioned, Ashley, you said, why one love language trumps the five that you've been programmed to believe in. So I'm actually a really big fan of the love languages. I use it mostly in my work. I lead a large team and I use them as like appreciation languages. So seeing this, that's piqued my curiosity. So enlighten me. Yeah. So really love languages are, they're real, right? But it's ego love. So it's conditional love, right? So it's love at the level of the ego illusion, because just like the love languages say, I can only receive love from you if you give it to me this way, right? Like if you Mm. acts of service, that's conditional love. That is not unconditional love, period. So what I'm talking about, true love, which is unconditional, ever forgiving, is through forgiveness. And we all can equally receive that love, right? Like you can receive it the same way I can receive it the same way as the guy next to you. We all receive forgiveness as love. Mm. So the love languages is a part of the ego illusion and it's ego level love. It's conditional love and that's the ego. So that's what I meant by that. Right. So the one love is unconditional love. It's loving people without expectation is what you're saying. Right. It's forgiveness, right? The one. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Right. Forgiving other people. Right. Yeah. Through forgiveness of yourself and others. Right. Would you not say love though? So I'm going to challenge you on one thing is trying to figure out and understand your partner and observe them and then see what lights them up more and then love them in the way that you can see is lighting them up. Like if you approach it from a sense of curiosity or is that still ego love trying to understand your partner and seeing how they respond? And if so, why? So that's ego love and it's a much deeper conversation, but essentially the ego is what created this illusion. So I believe this is an illusion, a dream right? And the the fact that you 
see your partner as a body and not as the one mind we are projected mm. into the body, right? As an illusion is it within the illusion, right? So you're seeing your partner as a part of the illusion. You're focusing on the one vessel that keeps separation continuing, which is their body, right? So you are work operating at the level of the body. The kind of love I'm talking about, the unconditional love operates at the level of the mind. Oneness, mm. true oneness, the true essence of our being, of what we are outside of this illusion. So I'm not saying that ego love is bad, but ego love is a part of the illusion. And if you want to continue to come back lifetime after lifetime in this illusion and experience death and separation and all of that, that's fine. A lot of people do. They like to make a better illusion. Um, but for those that know there's truth and know that they are larger than this ego illusion and have much greater um, essence and being, then that's when people seek the true unconditional love. Plus life becomes a lot easier when you come from a place of uh, the unconditional love and just focusing on forgiveness at the level of the mind and seeing people as the part of you that they are and not seeing them for their body, but seeing them for um, the mind that they are. Mm. Interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, definitely. And And a lot of the work that, you know, I've been exposed to, especially when I was in India, is similar with regarding the breakdown of the ego versus the oneness and the wholeness. So um, yeah, I find that super, super interesting. I think what I'm curious about is you do a lot of this work in Patreon groups. You do a lot of inner child work, forgiveness. What do you find as people's like number one block to becoming their happiest, most fulfilled selves? Hmm. Um, I think I would just bring it back to awareness. Yeah. I don't think enough people. So I think it goes back to like the consumption, right? So you're mm. constantly hearing how everybody else does everything, right? Mm. And you're trying how Susie did this and how Lori did this and how Ashley did this. And it never fits because yeah. that's not your journey, right? Mm. So usually people at the beginning of walking with them on their journey, and that's another thing, I meet everybody where they are at. And the cool thing is that Anybody who is ready to change, I can walk with on that journey because I have the ability to communicate with their highest self and not like psychic, whatever, but I've just cleared myself out enough to really understand what's going on and to be that mirror for them. Um, but awareness, the mm. second they create intentional awareness in their life is the second in which their transformation begins. Mm. Because nobody is aware as much. It, it's almost like we went to the other extreme, right? Like we used to all be like sleeping people, but now we think we're like hyper aware, but it's like, we're not aware of the right things. We're still not aware of like us. We're aware of like energy and consciousness and all that. But like, who are you? And what are like, what's going on with you? That's the mm. awareness that needs to be had. Why are you, you know, buying a green phone? Why are you not eating meat? Like, so the more you focus on awareness, even in the simplest things, the more awareness presents itself to you in the bigger things. Mm. I'd, um, I'd agree with you in that regard as well. Like one, I guess, gripe that I have is, is awakening yet still not quite treating others with love and kindness and having these 
uh, expectations that others should know what you know and, and do like you do and be like you be rather than having that understanding that we're all here for like a deeply unique purpose. And this, and at the end of the day, it's all about being connected and being nice to each other. Well, kind to each other, actually. I learned the difference between kind and nice recently and they, they are different. <laughs> well, and the biggest thing too, we're all connected, right? Yeah. So, and, you know, some people believe we're individuals connected as one. I believe we're one projected in many. But if you truly believe that concept, then if I treat someone else like a piece of shit, I'm really treating myself like a piece of shit. Yeah. Right. And oftentimes it is those people that are like, oh, we're all one, we're all one. And then they're really awful to other people. And it's like, how do you really believe we're one if you were treating someone else so awfully? Mm. Um, the so math I love ain't that. math in here. <laughs> yeah, the math ain't math in here. That's for sure. But yeah, oh. I think... I think there's thousands of ways to get home. And it. my favorite quote that I live every day as much as I can by is we're all just walking each other home by Ram Dass. I'm a mm. firm believer that, you know, we all have a different timeline uh, of what it looks like for us to get home. And, you know, I have some pretty out there ideas, but it doesn't mean that I don't respect other people's ideas, right? Like, I honor like the five love languages and all of that. Like it's helped me greatly in my life, but it's at a different level than where I'm currently working through, right? It doesn't resonate with me anymore, but that doesn't mean mm. it shouldn't resonate with other people. That's fine. Yeah. But it's like, what do you choose? And it's kind of like when I was talking about the human design, it's like, if you want to fully rely on that, great. But please bring awareness to yourself that you are not, you haven't found your own answers within. Like you have, again, based your answers on something created by someone else. Just own it. That in itself is power alone and will help you even transform there because you are acknowledging what your subconscious already knows. Mm, yeah. And I love that there's lots of different people on this earth. And ultimately, as you mentioned earlier, you know, the people that are in your Patreon groups, the people who are going to reach out to you after this podcast are going to be the people that are ready to operate on, you know, the level in which you're helping heal others because of your, you know, coming full circle now, your, in, you know, intense and quite incredible journey to get to where you are and to integrate in the way you are today. Yeah. We are coming to a close, Ashley, but I know there's lots of different things that we could have spoken about. So I'd love to open the floor up to you and say, was there anything that you felt was really important to share on this podcast today that you didn't share? Yeah. So it's something that I wish I would have heard more um, growing up and after my divorce. So I always close with it. And it's remember you're worth it right? Like mm. so often we think everybody else is worth it, but we forget you're worth it. You can't help them unless you help yourself. So I'm here to tell you, you're worth it. I love that. I, You know, we've actually got a closing question and I'm wondering if you're going to answer it in the same way <laughs> because you might. Um, the closing question is if you were sitting across from your 20-year-old self right now, what one sentence of advice would you give her? Probably that. I'm a firm believer that, so that question's interesting because people have asked me that b before, like, what would you, and I know we're closing, but I just have to share this. Um, what would you share with your past self if you got to go visit it? What would you ask your future self if they came? And I've really gotten to the point that like nothing, yeah. like my journey happened as exactly as it would, it was supposed to. So actually maybe I'm going to say nothing. I would just look her in the eyes and give love. Mm. 
I actually agree with you as well. I think it's nice to ask this question because generally it's each guest's like their most important point. And I think that's important to get out there. But from like whatever you want to call it, a soul level, like their journey or whatever, or just even from your own expertise, it's really nice to hear like what people think is the most important in one sentence. But from like a spiritual perspective, we get the hand we're given for a reason. (laughs) Right. And like my boyfriend and I were talking about all these like things that had to align for us to come in each other's right. path. And like one slight change could have changed the trajectory of everything. Yes. The same, like the guy I'm dating right now, I would have had. So the only reason I met that group of people is because I was coming downstairs to the pool and I only met this other person who was acquainted with them. I got on at the fourth floor. He got on at the second floor. There were no pool chairs. So I'm like, geez, where am I going to put my stuff? And it's right where the acquaintance knew other people. And I'm like, there would have had to be so many things to go wrong to be <laughs> like so many See? things could have. It's weird how life works like that, eh? Yeah. And probably for you too. Yeah, it's beautiful. But yeah, I wouldn't tell her anything. I would just look at her in her eyes and give her love. Oh, that's sweet. How can people get in touch with you? I'm sure there's a few people or multiple people that have resonated with what you've said today. So um, yeah, how can we get in touch? Yeah, so my website is bigmiracleenergy.com. My Patreon is also Big Miracle Energy. And then you can follow me on Instagram, which is Ash underscore Abramson. But I love, you know, respectful conversations. So, you know, even as we had here today, you and I don't fully agree on things, but that doesn't mean you can't get curious and truly um i believe curiosity did not kill the cat curiosity saved the cat and curiosity is the only way i'm here where i am like where i've gotten today is by getting curious and not stopping asking questions so mm. i'm always open to discussion because like i said like you you got knowledge is like asking questions is so powerful and hearing more and hearing other perspectives Absolutely. I feel like living in our own echo chambers on social media of what we agree with um, isn't making life better. (laughs) Not at all. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining the podcast today, Ashley. And yeah, really excited to share this everyone with everyone so they can learn about forgiveness and inner child work. Thank you so much for having me today. No worries. And for everyone listening at home, whether you are in the car, cleaning the house, whatever you're up to today. Thanks for tuning into the Holistic Fitness Podcast. Eat well, move move well, breathe well. And until next time, keep shining. Uh-huh.